fellow friends, welcome to Village Idiots for Christ, where we're nuts for Jesus and just plain nuts. We're back to Ephesians 4, second part of it. Living as children of light, it's verses 17 through 32. So 16 verses here, and we're going to finish that up today, and that'll be it. So we've got 5 and 6. Tomorrow will be Hebrews, then Revelation Wednesday, and then John and um, Isaiah. So we're keeping to five books now, and as one rolls over, the next one will be starting with Proverbs, then we'll do First and Second Corinthians. So trying to keep a balance here, Old and New Testament. So before we go on, I wanted to recommend an audio book to you on YouTube. It's called Reese Howell's Intercessor. That's R-E-E-C-E and H-O-W-E-L-L-S. Reese Howell's Intercessor. It's, an auto, it's a biography about one of the great intercessors of our time, Reese Howells, in the last century. And um, you can listen to all 37 chapters going down the road. But incredible, incredible testimony of a guy who gave everything away to God. Everything held nothing back. And uh, his prayer and the prayers of his Bible college that started in Wales, uh, their intercessory prayer affected World War II. It's an incredible testimony. I highly recommend it. Reese Howell's Intercessor, audiobook. You listen to it a chapter at a time, 15 minutes for a chapter, and um, 37 chapters. You can go through it in a couple of days. It's just beautiful. It'll blow your mind, just the sacrifice. And so it's just very inspiring. I wanted to just put that out there for you. So, again, living as children of light, let's just jump in and do what we do. Just break it down a verse at a time. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. Man, is the world around us, and we'll call the Gentile the unsaved world. And so that's what we're going to reference to, the people that are unsaved or the Gentiles. And there are Gentiles, again, we're just referencing it to unsaved people. But man, think about how they think about things. Yeah, think about their thinking. It's futile. They have no eternal perspective, no eternal mindset, no recognition of Christ. It's it's tragic. And they're on, those people are they far outnumber us and they're all around us all the time. And and God and, and uh, Paul says uh, he, he insists on this in the Lord. This is important. He says, so I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord. Yeah, this is important. Don't miss this. I'm insisting that you got to do this, that you must no, live, no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Man, I could spend 20 minutes here right now, but I'm not going to. Hardening of hearts. Guard your heart above all things. It's the wellspring of life. Jesus said to the Pharisees, he said, you think by your diligent studies you have eternal life. The kingdom of God is within you. Your heart, where? Your heart. Where are we supposed to put this word of God in our hearts, in our inner being? And people harden it all the time. They harden their hearts all the time and it destroys them. Listen to what it says. Again, read this again. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God. Because of the ignorance that's in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Ignorance is in them because they've hardened their hearts. And so they're separated from the life of God and they're darkened in their understanding. Because, uh, because of the ignorance that's in them due to the hardening of their hearts. You know, ignorance, uh, stupidity is you can't, if you're stupid, you can't learn. Ignorant people just don't know something. They're ignorant. But you tell them something, they're no longer ignorant of that fact. But again... Uh, this ignorance is, and this is this is powerful. You'll appreciate this because of the ignorance that's in them due to the hardening of their heart. I'll give you an example. Um, 
uh, and the name a denomination, any denomination. And this some guy's hardcore, hardcore. But he's wrong about something. He's ignorant of a biblical truth because he's part of a denomination that believes so and so. And so he has heart because his heart is hardened in this fact that he believes that this is right. Again, then he's ignorant, and his ignorance can't be overcome because of the hardening of his heart, the ignorance that's in them. See. They're ignorant of the truth because you can't share the truth with them because their hearts are hard against what you're trying to tell them. We run across these people all the time, both in and out of Christ. You know, someone will tell you something and you'll say in your mind, in your mind, you'll go, that's wrong. And I know it's right. And I could give them the answer. But you but you know, each of these, you know, let's say it's one of your friends and some of your friends can receive corrections and others can't. The ones that can't receive correction, you leave alone. Allow them to go off in their ignorance. If they will not, if they cannot learn because their hearts are hard and that's where their ignorance comes from, you trying to shove it down the throat does no good. So, man, ignorance comes because of hardening of hearts. Because you've decided in your heart this is the right way it is. I've hardened myself and my opinion of this. And now, even if it's wrong, I'm going to be ignorant because my heart is hardened in that thing. Don't harden your hearts. They are the wellspring of life. Man, you got to keep your heart soft and pliable and repentant. Guard it. Ask God to reveal any darkness in there. Keep your heart clean and pliable and soft. And keep be soft-hearted. All of this politics, for instance, hardens people's hearts on either side of the aisle. That's a hard heart. You should pray. If those people are your enemies across the aisle, pray for them. If those people over there are across the pray for them. That keeps your heart right by praying for your enemies. That's why Jesus said, pray for your enemies, love your enemies, forgive your enemies. Why would he do that? Why would we got to pray, forgive, love? Because your heart will get screwed up. And God wants those people anyway. But you harden your heart and you get, you ruin yourself. And you miss an opportunity to bless somebody with your prayers. Guard your heart, man. So important. Having lost all sensitivity, continuing on, having lost all, verse 19, having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. Does that describe pornography or what? And that's a perfect, and that's, this isn't what they're talking about specifically in here, but pornography is like that. You talk to people that are addicted to pornography or sex, and they've given themselves over to, to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. There's no bottom to that darkness. There's no bottom to that lust. There's no bottom to that sensuality. There's no bottom to that impurity. You just get darker and darker and darker. Those of us in Christ, we're going from faith to faith and glory to glory. That, that there is going from bad to worse and eventually into death. In, um, uh, in Proverbs, talking about the adulterous wife, it says her house leads to the her house leads to death. Many are it's a mighty throng that has been slain by her. The woman that's adulterous and trying to get the, the you know the young kid into her bed. It's a great thing in Proverbs. Uh, I can't remember where it's at right now, you know. But she says, "Come, let us drink deeply of love." My husband's gone till the till the new moon with a full purse. Let's just let's get it on, man. Let's be real. Let's talk 21st century. Hey, let's get it on, man. You're a girl. I'm a girl. You're a guy. Come on. Let's go. My husband ain't going to be back. Says that that, that her house leads to the house of death. Man, this is a powerful chapter here again. I mean, people, you know, in this hour, this is so true. So much of this nonsense going on. This, 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 all this stuff wrapped up around sexuality. You know what I'm talking about. 
again, a continual lust for more. People are just going, becoming more and more degraded and going into deeper and deeper depravity. Again, without any bottom. It's like hell, there's no bottom. There's no bottom to the stuff. It's sorrowful. Let's continue on, verse 20. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. I'm going to tell you why it says this. I'm going to put these two verses together. They have, uh, having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of purity and a continual lust for more. You, however, did not come to know Christ in that way. In the, the, um, Thyatira, the Thyatira church, there was a woman, Jezebel, who called herself a prophetess. She misled God's people into sexual morality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. So she was leading them into impurity. And there, are, and there were temple prostitutes, people having sex to be holy. And that, this was very common. That's why Paul. I mean, that's um, yeah. That's why Paul wrote this. You, however, did not know to come to. You did not come to know Christ in sensuality or in impurity. Man, I mean, there's a. <laughs> this might sound bizarre, but there's a naked church in Virginia. I'm not making that up. Naked church. Man, but we don't come to know Christ through sensuality, through impurity, through ignorance, through the hardening of hearts. We have not come to know Christ that way. Amen. I just wanted to get you in because, again, that's not, not, we don't, not everybody knows about what was happening 2,000 years ago. But, man, sex at church was a big thing back then. And I, hope, I hope it's not today. Listen, if you're in the back row having sex at church, stop it right now. I'm not kidding. Stop doing that. You're in bad company if you are. <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> Verse 21. Surely you have heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. Man, don't you love it? Surely you have heard of him. Who? Jesus. And, have, and were taught in him, in Jesus, in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. Amen. It's all about Jesus. Have you figured it out yet? It's all about Christ. Verse 22. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self, which is being corrupted by its desire, deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. My gosh, there's some unpacking to do here. Okay, let's start again at 22 and we'll go slow. This is just awesome, just beautiful stuff. You were taught with regards, uh, you were taught with regards to your deceitful desire to be made new in the attitude. So, so you, you, you change your mind. The attitudes of your mind to overcome the deceitful desires. Okay, you have to be made new in the attitude of your mind. Again, repentant heart, repentant mind. That that there is darkness. That there is sin. The Bible says that's wrong. I'm not going to do that. It's fornication. I'm not going to do that. It's adultery. I'm not going to do that. The attitude of my mind has changed because I'm in Christ, and I don't want to do that anymore. And continuing on, uh, I see. And to put on the new self, the new self, our born again self, our reborn spirit, to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness. Your born again nature is is um, created to be like God in true righteousness. Your born again, First John confuses people. It's, it says it seems like he's saying you can't sin, but you're going to keep on sinning. You can't sin, but you can't. he's talking about both the flesh and the spirit. He's, he's talking about two different things, but people get lost. Maybe because of the translation going from maybe from in Greek, it was much more clear. But in your spirit, your born again spirit cannot sin. Your body and your mind can sin. But your born again sin it's 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 created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Amen. So what he's saying here is this to put on the new self to be made new in the attitude of your minds and put on the new self to created to be like God. What he's saying is follow after the spirit. Don't follow your. This is like Romans seven and Romans eight. Romans seven is Paul all about 
I'm talking about his depraved spirit, you know, and depraved uh, flesh, his flesh and mind. That, you know, when I do what I do and I want to do, it's no longer I, but sin living in me. So Paul's dealing with the flesh, and they were dealing with the flesh here and the lust and all this stuff. That's the flesh. And what Paul's saying is don't follow the flesh. Don't follow the impurity. Don't follow the lust. He's saying what you what you do is you have a brand new, you have a spirit that's created to be like God in true righteousness, holiness. So, and to be made new in the attitude of your mind to put on new self. What he's saying is, Realize who you are in Christ. I got a brand new spirit, okay? And you're going to, uh, by the uh, by, the spirit, we put the death of me. So abide. This is Romans 8. Romans 7 was a problem. Romans 8, 1, there's no condemnation in Christ. And Romans 8 following is the work of the spirit. So you start praying. You start talking to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I know my spirit is one with yours. Help me to follow after you and my new spirit. Help me to follow after the thing in me, which is the spirit, the born-again spirit, to be created in true righteousness and holiness. Help me to have a new attitude in my mind and to to put on my new self the battlefield of the mind you've ever heard this battlefield of the mind the kingdom of god doesn't come from the mind but it comes through the mind and the war is inside your head the devil is coming at you inside your head all that condemnation is coming into your head and that's why it says here to be made new in the attitude of your minds renewing your mind daily the washing of the water of the word as you get in the bible your mind gets washed you get literally brainwashed the right way the the Bible is washing your brain, giving you a new attitude. That's why being in the Word of God is so critical in this hour. So you can renew your mind daily. So you can, again, be made new in the attitude of your mind and put on the new self. So you're renewing your mind and it, it, empower, it empowers your spirit to take control. empowers your spirit and the Holy Spirit together to take control of your body and your mind. It's beautiful. But you have to yield. You have to make a decision. And the decision you make, you know, you're going to either go off into the flesh or you're going to you're going to follow hard after the spirit. That's a choice each of us make every day. Sometimes we make the right decision. Sometimes we make the wrong decision. But every time you decide to be made new in the attitude, you might have put on the new self created to be like God in righteousness and holiness. You allow the Holy Spirit and your spirit working together to overcome. You submit everything to God. It says in James, I think, you submit submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. Submitting to God. Okay, God, I'm submitting to you. Holy Spirit, take control. I'm submitting this unto you. Submitting my life unto you right now. I'm going to resist the devil. He's coming at me. This, this, and this. I'm resisting him, but I'm submitting it all unto you. You're giving the Holy Spirit and your spirit control of everything, even your mind and your body. You can do that. It's a daily. You have to practice it daily. Satan comes at you. You just keep coming right back. Again, beautiful scripture. Let's continue on. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. Again, all liars. If you're a um, habitual liar and you can't stop lying, Revelation says twice, you're going to the lake of fire. Man, God hates lying because the devil's father lies. And I gotta balance this out. Again, <laughs> David lied when he was... You know, trying to escape from the king, you know, thought he was crazy. So David lied and pretended he was crazy. We're not talking about, we're talking about you're just lying to deceive people. You know, if a serial, uh, serial killer breaks into my house. He asks me if I've got anybody else in the house. And my, my wife and my daughter are hiding in the closet. You think I'm going to tell them the truth? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got to tell you the truth. The Bible says i got to tell my wife and my daughter are in the closet there. Yeah, I'm telling you the truth. No, that's stupid. <laughs> There's a balance here. And you know what I'm talking about. So, again... Um, so we each put off falsehood and speak truthfully to our neighbor. But we all—it's we're one body, kids. Satu dalam Christ, we're one in Christ. 
You know, some are feet, some are hands, some are backs, some are, you know, kidneys and whatever. The body of Christ, we're all one together, each doing his part, continuing on. In your anger, do not sin. Man, man, don't sin in your anger. You start to get angry. Pull back, pull back. Ask for God, give me grace. I'm angry. I don't want to sin in this. Again, don't sin in your anger. Do not let the sun go down on you while you're still angry. Deal with your anger. Deal with your anger. And don't let that thing, it'll fester, it'll create a bitter root in your heart. All that anger and all that frustration, whatever you're going through. Don't let the sun set on. Pray about it. Get it out of your heart before you go to sleep. Or it'll just build and build and build until you're like a, it's like a volcano. That's crazy. Um, and do not give the devil a foothold while you're still angry. Do not give, you give the devil a foothold while you don't deal with your anger quickly. You know, just the easiest way is forgive the person who just offended you. Forgive and repent. Lord, I'm sorry I got angry. I forgive him. And just keep moving on. Amen. He who has been stealing must steal no longer common sense stuff, but must work doing something useful with his own hands <coughs> that he may have something to share with those in need. Absolutely. Don't you want to have something to share with those in need? That's a blessing. Uh, a generous man gives and always has more to give, but a stingy man hoards and comes to poverty. I love that scripture. It's in, um, in Proverbs. Verse 29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Man, if you're critical, if you're hypercritical or condemning, stop that. Pray that God will give you grace. If, you, if you're nitpicky about everybody's, every little mistake people make, stop doing that. Be merciful. Be graceful. When you look at a person, find something. I'm always looking for something to compliment them on. Nice tie, nice haircut. Man, I love that. I love the. I love those shoes. You know, man, cool car, man. What kind of car is that? Always find a way to compliment and build people up. Don't tear them down. Build them up. Amen. And unwholesome talk. It doesn't mean just cussing. But again, being hypercritical, being a fault, being a um, a fault finder. Uh, you know, a finger point. Ah, you're just stupid. You're saying you're just stupid. Your kid is dumb. You're gonna hurt those kids. You're gonna give them a low where they don't have any. You know, they just don't think they're worth anything. Again, unwholesome talk is much, much more than just taking the Lord's name in vain. It's a big thing. Let your let your words come out and be be a, be a blessing, not a curse. Amen. Um, See, yeah, building up. I see, but only what is helpful. What's coming out of your mouth? Only what's helpful. uh, Building others up according to their needs that may benefit those who listen. Amen. Amen. You want to be a benefit when you're speaking. You want those who are listening to benefit. So simple. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit, whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Man, again, we all grieve the Holy Spirit probably every day. We don't mean to, but you know. Be be close. Get close to the Holy Spirit. Start talking to him like he's inside of you. He's real. He's real. He's living inside you. The person of the Holy Spirit lives you. You're his temple. The guy sitting in your temple, you ought to talk to him. You know, have a personal relationship. Tell him you love him. I mean, this isn't hard stuff. Be in communication. You know, you can just live your life and talk to God all day long. Talk to the Holy Spirit all day long. Make it your practice. Have an intimate fellowship relationship all day long. And then when something happens, he's not very far away. You've been in such close contact with him. You're so intimate with him. Something comes up. You go, oh, we're going to deal with this one right now. Help me with this one. He's right there. He's used to He knows you. You're his friend. He's your friend. And you'll start to hear his voice. You'll start to be able to follow his leading. You'll know certain things. He'll help you. He'll bless you and make you a blessing.
Amen. So don't grieve him. If you grieve him, repent. I'm sorry. I hurt your feelings, Holy Spirit. I apologize for that. And we're sealed with him for the day of redemption. Our born-again spirit is sealed with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that cool? Amen. Um, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. <laughs> this is a nice list. I love this list. It's 19 minutes in. We're closing out with this list. This is a rough list. Yeah, this is a bruiser list. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. <laughs> That's a heck of a list. So these guys, I mean, these, I mean, these people must have been struggling with some of this stuff. So they had, they were bitter, full of rage, anger. They were brawling, beating these Christians, fighting Christians. Good plan, their kids, and slander, along with every form of malice. Man, 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 just deal. I mean, just dealing with the crap in the Christian church. It's what it is. But he's yeah, he's he's, he's confronted head on. Good, good for Paul. Amen. We we need to be able to deal with these kind of things. Be kind of, uh, here we close on verse 32, almost done. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Why do we forgive each other? Because God forgave us. The parable of the unmerciful servant, Matthew 18, 21 through 34, that is some scary scripture. He was forgiven and lost his forgiveness of that debt because he wouldn't go out and extend that forgiveness to others. We are commanded to forgive. It is not optional to forgive. If you don't forgive, the Bible says you're not forgiven. So have a forgiving heart. Be merciful. Be kind. Be compassionate. Be kind and compassionate. Forgiving each other. Just Remember that guy hung up on a cross. The Son of God hung up on a cross to save you. To forgive you. If he did that for you, you can't forgive your brother. You can't forgive the guy down the street. You can't forgive that Democrat on TV that's driving you in the nuts. You can't forgive the, that Republican who's going against you. You can't forgive Osama bin Laden or the crazy people in the world. You better learn to forgive. Let it all go. Just trust him to God. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Turn it over to God. God, I'm praying for him. Lord, I, I forgive him. I'm praying for him. I love him. I ask you to, to deal with their hearts and make them right. Amen. God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather eternity. Pray for the wicked. Pray for them. Be compassionate and kind. You were, We were all, to a, a greater or lesser degree, in our sin, we were wicked. To a greater or lesser degree. Some of us indulged much, some of us indulged little, but all of us were in sin. And we all need to be forgiven. No matter how clean and, and bright we think we are, how much of a new penny we thought we were, we weren't. All of us were in darkness. All of us needed Christ's blood to cover our sin. Remember that when someone's making you crazy. Remember how much you've been forgiven and forgive. If you've been forgiven much, or even if you've been forgiven little, forgive much to others. Amen, amen. It just clean you out. And make you happy. <laughs> happy, happy, happy. Love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. Be blessed. See you tomorrow. Woo-hoo! With Hebrews, I think. Yeah, Hebrews. Woo-hoo!